Well, if you're just joining us, uh, this is No One Likes the Tuna podcast, the world's premier dedicated Fast and Furious podcast. I'm Nick Nocera. I'm Daryl Wong. And uh, welcome. Daryl, how was your week? Uh, really good, man. I had a very, very chill week. Sweet. We posted our first episode last week. Do you know how many listens we got? I have no clue. Like 200? No. Less? Not that much. Like, like 20? Le- way less. Like 20? <laughs> way less. Okay. <laughs> way less. All right, like 10? We're not popular. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. So I definitely... People forgot about us. I totally fumbled on my part. I didn't do any of my homework. I didn't yeah. do any Facebook. We'll get some ads. We'll keep this yeah, rolling. Yeah, you gotta, I'll get, gotta get it. I'll get back get into the pace of moving, things. baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Baby. <laughs> Um, we watched Too Fast, Too Furious this week. So that's the movie we're here to discuss. On a serious, on a too too serious basis, <laughs> I guess. Um, I just watched it. What do you so want to I, talk about? Yeah, you just watched it. You're fresh. I watched it yesterday. Yeah, good, good. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can tell from your text message you had a bad time. It sucks shit. <laughs> it's really not a good movie. <laughs> but I will say it turns a corner for the second half. Uh huh. I really. Uh, yeah, go for it. I had a really good time, actually. Did you? It's like it's I. So I haven't watched these movies since mm-hmm. we sort of since we ended the podcast. So it like yeah, me neither. It's it's still fresh to me, and like I had a I had a sentiment last week where I was like, these movies are actually doing pretty well. I think it's sort of like bad, 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 and then sort of like we peaked it for ourselves. We made the movies really good, and then they sort of like went back into the dips again, but. After because this, of like us watching them over and over again, they went back into the dips. Absolutely, we punished like, yeah. ourselves, but it's no, it was sort horrible. Of, yeah, just like bell bottom jeans. I mean, everything sort of like comes and goes, and I think sort of these movies are sort of back in favor as far as I'm concerned. I, I, they are for me too, but like the first half of this movie still sucks <laughs> fucking shit. It's so fucking bad. <laughs> Once actually, the rat scene, which we've always felt is like. This crazy, out of place, insano scene in this mm-hmm. movie um, is actually felt like this turning point to me, where it's like it transitioned in the second half of the movie, which is like all of a sudden, like more Car- Connor Verone or whatever Carter Verone, uh, who turns out is kind of good. Uh, like the stakes get raised, the action sequence, the plan starts to come together. Everything sort of starts clicking into place, and the movie kind of gets good hmm. for the second half. That's how I felt watching it this time. That scene outside the boat. At you the know end. What I'm talking about? No, when like Ava Mendez sleeps with Paul Walker. She doesn't sleep she's with him. Out. She shows up. She shows up at his apartment, wet for some reason. For yeah, she swam there. She swam there. <laughs> it's a right? boat. It's a boathouse. <laughs> she jet skied her way over to the boathouse. Yeah. So she's there. I bet there is a cut somewhere, like on the cutting room floor of her, like arriving by jet ski yeah. or something. Um, she's there, but then the goons show up, Enrique and Roberto show mm-hmm. up, and there's a standoff outside with Paul Walker and Tyree. Gets hot, and it gets hot, and that scene is magic. Where like Paul Walker's like, you put the fucking gun down. No, you put it down. You put it down. You put it down. It's really good. It's really good. So, um, no, I appreciated the second half of this movie today. Yeah. Um, there was some additional color, sort of, for me today. Um, specifically mm-hmm. around the rat scene, 
So my girlfriend Jess was here, and she was watching it, and she was yeah. like, hey, like this, she was like, do you know where this comes from? I go, no, no, no. She's, it's from 1984. Kind of. Kind of? They put it on his face in 1984. So she took the liberty of sort of reading me the excerpt. I did a little, mm-hmm. pa- I did a little pause. Mm-hmm. I, got on it. I was like, very graphic. Very is, it the clo- is it close? What do you mean? It is. Is it, it like line up kind of close? It does line up kind of close. Like the eating of the face thing is like very scary though. Much scarier yes. than the eating through the big fat belly. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And in 1984, he talks a lot about like his greatest fear is rats and like Big Brother. The control. They use your greatest fear against you and mm-hmm. all that sort of shit. Um, but the thing I thought was very creative and innovative about this particular rat scene is um. The heat, like, as an incentive for the rat to go down. Mm -hmm. Because if it's just, like, a bucket... um, He's just going to chill there. He's just going to chill there. He's just going to, like, be a rat who's, like, chilling on the stomach for a while. It's like nothing really is going to happen. But if he is... um, If there's heat applied, he's got an incentive to dig into the stomach, which I think is, like, an interesting... A twist. I thought it was very creative. I was I actually wrote a note about that. That it was a very creative torture scene. Mm-hmm. Some fucked up mind came up with that. Who wrote this movie? Mm, I don't know. Can we look it up? I'm gonna look it up. I'm gonna look it up. Like right who now. wrote the screenplay? Yeah, who wrote the screenplay for this movie? I don't know. Gary Scott Thompson wrote the characters. Yeah, he wrote the first one, I think. Michael Brandt. Michael Brandt. What else has Michael Brandt written? Question mark. Hmm. Oh, he wrote Wanted. Okay. That Angelina Jolie, James McAvoy movie. Yeah, Bend the Bullets. Overdrive, starring Scott Eastwood. Another Tooniverse character. Yeah, I'm not sure if I saw that one. Me neither. Yeah. I didn't see it. 310 to Yuma? That's a movie. That's a movie. That's a... All right, so he's done a famous stuff. movie. Yeah, Russell Crowe. Yeah. Yeah. Famous enough that they tried to make me watch it in summer school. Historical purposes. Right? <laughs> what? Wait, what's... Is what's it like based on a true... St- I don't think it's like based on a true story. No? 310 to Yuma? Maybe I'm mixing it up with something else. Russell Crowe's like a liarman... And Christian Bale is a outlaw, or maybe I've got that backwards. Hmm. And like he has to escort the outlaw to somewhere to be tried. And there's like a bunch of one. There's like the outlaw's gang is trying to break him out, but then they encounter a bunch of shit. There's a lady involved. I think it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's an okay movie. All right. Yeah. Um. Yeah, what else, what do you want to talk about this week? Hmm. Too fast, too furious Let's related. Let's see. Um, I mean, I got a small one to start. So um, yeah, pick we it out. Were, we were trying to figure out uh, how old everybody was, mm-hmm. and when they're showing the driver's licenses, it says yeah. Brian Earl Spillner is born in eight twenty nine seventy three, which puts him at. Does that sound? That puts that him puts at, him at 70, 24 in the first one. Does it? Well, so because yeah, it was two thousand one. No, it puts him at twenty, twenty eight. Right, and then thirty in Too Fast. Right, because wasn't that two thousand three? Yeah. 
Mm. Right? It kind of messes with our timeline a little bit. And I it does mess across. with our timeline. But they wouldn't change his birth year. I mean, there would be no reason to change his birth year. Right. Right? And it's like, if I'm an FBI agent setting this up, I, I want to fuck with as little details as possible. To reduce the margin like, of error for your guy to exactly. sort of blow his fuck own it cover. up. Right, right. So that means that in if we're saying that these movies, as they come out, are like a chronological passing of time. So are we saying that? You know what I mean? Like if the first movie came out in 2001 and they're 28, then the this is 2003, they're, 20, they're 30. Are we saying like two years separating the movies is two years in the passage of time in the movies? I think yes. I think that's how we've been rolling so far. Because they, they refer a lot in this movie to him letting Vin Diesel go. Mm-hmm. As a very sort of specific sort of marker in Marker his, in his life. Right. And Tyrese mentions it a lot at one point where he brings it up. He's like, was that why you did that thing for that guy in L.A.? He's like, yeah, I think that had a lot to do with it. You know, uh, and the cops mentioned it. Obviously, like whose side are you on, kind uh-huh. of deal. So, but are do they? Do you get a sense that they talk about it like it was two years previous, and he's just been fucking around for two years? I think so. I think that sort of lines up, right? He, uh, he ditched. He ditched out of L.A. and it took him sort of like year and a half or so to sort of like street street race his way across the United States, and he has sort of like lived in Miami for long enough now to have sort of developed his local reputation as a mm-hmm. um, as a best street racer in the game. So, all right, now here's my next question. Now, we're, we're obviously going a little past too fast, but like I think we really need to n- nail this down and figure this out. If that's the case. So we know Tokyo Drift, the timeline is off. It was made in 2006, but it takes place in 2018. Yes. Something like this. Something like Right? It takes place between six and s- seven. Doesn't it? Or seven and eight. I can't remember, honestly. I haven't seen these movies in a while. I think it might be between seven and eight because yeah, like, Shaw 2. Somebody's killing. Right. Okay. Shaw 2, the purpose of his visit to Han or to Tokyo is to like send Dom a message that he's coming. No, it takes revenge. place between six and seven because there's a whole thing like Shaw. They go they go to Han's funeral in seven, don't they? And then Dom like drives that car and races. Greetings, this is Riddick from the Chronicles of Riddick. Just popping over into the Tooniverse to tell you guys there was a slight fuck up during the court of this episode. And now, back to Too Fast, Too Furious, which I was not in. I think I'm still going. I'm at no, I'm, 14 all right, I'm starting another one. Okay. Notes. First of all, 2003 was a big year for women in hats. <laughs> <laughs> like... They're just wearing them everywhere. Right. Suki wears hats. The all the Hoasis girls wear hats. 
you know, they're like those Irish, like, what do you call those? <laughs> the cheese cutters. There's like cheese cutters everywhere. Uh-huh. They've got fedoras and Fedora, like, cowboy hats. Sort of like, yeah, bandolero sort of style mm-hmm. hats with the, with the tassel decorations on them. There was a lot of women in hats. Yeah. Uh, just something I noticed, especially in the first scene where they, um, what are they doing? Uh, they're dropping off the road clothes signs. Off of the, they're dropping off the road clothes signs. Yes, the race the scenes. That skyline, bro. So sweet. It's it's one of the best cars in the series. Like, oh, oh, no doubt. It's so good, fucking good looking. Yeah. I was actually watching some other sort of like YouTube content. Um, yeah. I, I guess the owners of those cars and some of the guys that were... Um, responsible for the first few movies here of uh, of getting the sort of uh, yeah the movie, the cars for the movies. Max texted me something about this. Think Did he? Is this where you picked it up? He texted you too. He didn't no? text me about it. I just it sort of just came across my mm-hmm. YouTube feed. But these guys okay. go into sort of great length about sort of the origin of these cars and sort of like how they got how they got Universal to sort of pick them up and right. Um, yeah, a lot of just about. How was it like Nissan being like, "Please put our skylines in this fucking movie"? No, or was it, it like this is the culture and this is what these guys would have and like can salt make it? Let's make it real. Yeah, that's exactly. The first what movie was. feels real as fuck. Right. It's and in it's, that terms of that. it's very. Yeah, I think there's a lot of um, uh, crossover, I guess, between the guys that sort of pulled cars to the first movie and pulled cars to the second one. But yeah. it's very much sort of like cars that they had in their own collections or people they knew who had these cars. And yeah. the paint jobs on them were obviously done for movie purposes. For the movie, yeah. And they go, yeah, they go and they talk about it all the time. And that's sort of like their thing, which is like, dude, they're so ugly. It's like the moment we sort of relinquish, relinquish these cars, we were like please don't do that and the moment they get them back they're like we're gonna take that stuff off immediately the evo and the spider specifically are two of the ugliest cars i've ever seen oh yeah not just in the series like ever seen in my fucking life but the evo and the spider are and they talk about them the whole time like oh like jimmy the rapper i I can't remember who plays him Jin, Yeah. yeah uh who's jimmy in this movie he fucking like He's like so. He's like, oh man, they. I've never seen anything like this. Yeah, these are hot. Yeah. So hot these they can hot. See, they, they can take you. They can. Uh, they'll know when you drive without your seatbelt on. Yeah. 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 So he's into the cars, um, but and 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 they're like, ah, oh, no doubt. Don't even think about taking the convertible. You know, like Tyrese isn't. They're fucking hideous. Right. And I can't imagine in two thousand three they were good looking cars. No. Like, we weren't that stupid in 2003. Yeah, who are you trying to fool here? Yeah, who are you trying to fool? 12-year-olds, Yeah, actually, is who you're trying to fool. Yeah. <laughs> these movies. We, I, we always should keep that in mind a little bit, that these movies are for 12-year-olds. Right. You know, but, hey, I like them. Um, what else? You want to do shout-outs? Yeah, let's do some shout-outs. Actually, before we do shout-outs, there's something I want to talk about just on a serious note. Sure. Um, Paul Walker's stand-in, I believe, like a body double, which, by the way, turns out he uses all the time. <laughs> like, if you're not seeing his face, it's not him. 
Um, oh, it's a stunt double. So it's a stunt double. Got very injured on the set of Fast and Furious 9. Whoa. Uh, and is in critical condition and is in a coma right now. Oh, my yeah. God. Yep. Uh, so I'm reading this article. This article is from Global News. Or it was just the first hit on Google. Mm-hmm. Um, halted after a stuntman was severely injured while filming in England. I think the guy's British. Joe Watts is his name. He's a stuntman and circus teacher um, at a school outside London. Mm-hmm. Um, says so serious injuries. I think he fell and hit his cracked his neck honestly is what i saw from the other article man had been injured while working in a location sustained serious injuries the air ambulance attended yeah he's been a stuntman and a bunch of stuff um everybody's kind of fucked up about it it says wow so is this um is it is it the same stunt double he's used since sort of like the first movie here, or is it more? I don't know. I think yeah. my my guess is no, and the only reason I say that is because the film takes the film they're filming in England and this is a British guy, mm-hmm. so it's that seems like it's they hired him because of the location and he's in England and stuff like that. Right. I don't, I don't really know how it works. A lot of times, stunt guys are just like hired for the day on the day. Yeah. I work in the movies and our stunt coordinator like finds guys around the area and like not that they're not qualified or trained or certified and stuff like that. It's just like they're not flying guys in from LA to do these stunts here on the movie, you know, right. I'm working on. So Hey, yeah. I mean as as friends of the movie and friends of the sort of like the franchise overall as, as we like to consider ourselves, like sending good so, sending good t- tuna good vibes. vibes. Yeah. All good the way. Good vibes out there. all the way, man. Like I really hope this guy's okay and I hope he uh survives cuz honestly, I think it's a question at this point and like I'm really I'm I'm pulling for him mm-hmm. basically. I hope I hope the rest of the fans and the Tuniverse are pulling for him too. Yeah. So I just wanted to mention that because like it's definitely something that's going on in the news right now. Yeah. Yeah. Shoutouts. Let's do some shoutouts, man. Yeah, you go first this week, buddy. Uh, um. So uh, this week I wanted to give. I think I'm going. Oh, to- by the way, it's like we do product placement weirdly on this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's it. <laughs> um. I wanted to give an anti-shout-out this week. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Big anti-shout-out to customs agencies. Ooh. <laughs> Did you have a problem? You went on a trip recently. I went on a trip recently. So, yeah. Okay. As it relates to the the film we just watched, U.S. Customs, and um, sort of the Wahoos that represent them, um, I was recently traveling in Europe. And, man, I mean, navigating through, I think it was in... I think it was in, maybe it was here. I Now I forgot. I forgot where it was, but I think it was in London that I was trying to sort of navigate from Spain through London. And they have all these, they have all these processes for deboarding these planes. And they have like a bunch of sort of crazy ways for you to catch your connecting flight and then recheck through customs and do all that. But yeah. for all of these sort of systems they have in place for deboarding the plane and moving people and getting them through their gates... Um, yeah. Their actual systems for like processing people through customs, totally horrible. Totally horrible. Totally ridiculous. Yeah. And yeah. we had a full, we had a full, whatever, like Boeing flight. Full, Do you feel uh, like it was Brexit induced or no? Hmm. Hard to say. Honestly, it's like it was my first time sort of navigating through. 
um, sort of customs in London, but yeah. they had like three big different lines and just only like two representatives that were trying to handle the few hundred people that were exiting off of this flight. And like, no, good. And we eventually sort of got through, sort of no problem, and sort of got to sort of where we needed to be. But just like an unnecessary inefficiency. And the yeah. the biggest the biggest thing that sort of we were saying was like, hey, it's like you knew we were coming, you knew when we were coming, how many people there are going to be. Just make it so you can process us faster. Yeah, I get I get what you're saying. I mean, I I don't run into that much trouble. I the only times I actually sort of run into trouble is like I'm a dual citizen, so I'm a Canadian and American citizen. Mm-hmm. I have a passport for both my citizenships, and I carry both passports with me everywhere I go hmm. in terms of travel. I don't carry it to work or whatever, but like when I travel, I carry both passports because honestly, Daryl, sometimes it's convenient to be a Canadian, and sometimes it's very convenient to be an American. What's the sort of official way to do that? Are you only supposed to bring one or? I don't work? think there is. I think it's like if I go somewhere as a Canadian, I'm supposed to come back as a Canadian. Hmm. Um, but I, I mean, I travel on both basically. Uh-huh. I can go to like Cuba on my Canadian passport, you know, like. If, but I have to fly from Canada, uh-huh. kind of deal. Which usually you go through like Mexico City or something. I think usually. Yeah. So. You know, I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know the rules. Yeah, <laughs> maybe there are rules, and I, I'm like really getting myself in trouble here. Uh-huh. But I do have both passports, and I have them both in a passport wallet. And I, when they ask for my passport at the gate or the check-in, I take my passport out, and um, some I take them. Sometimes I have both, and they're like, "What's the other? What's that?" Mm-hmm. And they're like, "Oh, I'm like it's my Canadian passport." And then they ask a few more questions about, mm. like, what's why do you have two passports? I mean, do you also keep, like, your um, uh, your jewelry and sort of, like, a stack of money next to your passport wallet? Because, <laughs> yeah, you know, I yeah. mean... <laughs> oh, <Always. laughs> Gotta, you know? Gotta. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the only time. I mean, I, I don't love them, the customs, borders and customs. I mean, they're not doing great. I don't want to get all political, but not doing great stuff right now in our country, right. you know? So, um, I also have an anti-shout-out this week, Ooh, we're FYI. Going, we're going negative-negative. Okay. We're going negative-negative. Equals positive, right. really. I'm about to, like, get real as hell about my life. I haven't bought boxers since maybe I was 15 years old. Okay. <laughs> right? Like, I just, like, I've had the boxers I own, like, the... Since I was, you know what I mean? It's just like, I just have the box. Are you I the, wash same, them, are you the same them. size person that you were at 15? I mean, like, boxers are stretchy, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like they make a medium size. I'm not like, I haven't switched size class. I agree. You know what I mean? I'm I haven't same. switched I'm to a same. small or I haven't switched to a large since I was 15. I've been a medium. Mm-hmm. I've been a medium sized boxer. Sweet New York Liberty hat, by the way. Shout out to the WNBA. Yo, shout out to you, man. That's I got this because of that one time. <laughs> we bought tickets to go, and then I couldn't go for some reason. But yeah, monster. Um, so I went to. I've been to three different stores recently. I was like, I just decided it was time to get a couple new pairs of boxers. Mm-hmm. You know, the elastics going on some. You know, some got holes in them and shit. It's not good. <laughs> it's not a brave situation down there. <laughs> Sometime, some reason, the world up and moved on. 
And everybody switched over to these horrible, stretchy briefs, you know, that cradle your dick uh-huh. and tug tight around your leg. They're like tidy whities <laughs> but with legs. I mean, you can blame the skinny jean craze for that. Like, people started wearing the slimmer is pants. Is that what it is? People started wearing the slimmer pants and then they couldn't fit like a normal size boxer mm. into those skinny pants. I just shove them in there. I wear skinny-ish jeans sometimes and I just shove them in. It's nice to have a little, you know, <laughs> a little extra, cush, cush, little extra, cush, <laughs> bunched up in there. I just want a pair of boxers, uh-huh. so I went to TJ Maxx. I went to like Walmart, you know, which is not a place I go normally. Uh, I went to like I went to a fancy. I went to like Banana. Uh huh. Nothing. None. Nobody has any fucking boxers. They had like one pack of boxers. Oh. And, uh, you know, they weren't the right side. I mean, it was just crazy. It's like, when did we all decide these were what we wanted? That is crazy. Why can't a man just buy a pair of fucking boxers? And you're not looking days? for anything. Uh, you're not no. looking for crazy patterns. You just want like Picture a, boxers in your head. That's, that's what, what you're I'm looking, looking for. <laughs> that's what I'm looking for. Yep. That's what I'm looking for. So, What's the next step? What are you going to do? Online? I'm going another 15 years right now. Gotta go on. I, can't, I guess I'm gonna ride this thing out. <laughs> I can't find a fucking until they come back around in style. They could be honestly like the the wide pant trend is like up and coming, man. Boxers are like breezy. Yeah, you know they give me a little room for comfort. They give me a little like uh, I like the material better, the cotton material versus the stretchy. Uh-huh. Polyester. And if you need to receive a delivery or something and you're just wearing your boxers, it's like sort of acceptable for you to like interact yeah, with the delivery like person. Yeah, they're like mini pants. Exactly. 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 But like, <laughs> they're, like, they're like miniature pants. But if you do that in a boxer brief, it's just like, oh, you're going to get, get reported to the government. Me. Excuse me. Yeah. Don't expose yourself to me, Disgusting. Sir. That's a disgusting, disgusting upper thigh I'm seeing right now. But yeah, I mean, I don't like roll out like full swing the door open for the pizza guy I'm like here's my boxers but like I just I'll crack it I mean you know the pizza I mean? the pizza has to get through the door you had to open it enough for I a large it pizza I pizza with Come on. I opened it pizza enough, with that's enough to, but sometimes, to I, make sometimes sure. I sometimes I angle the pizza a little <laughs> just to get a little I'm not wearing my good boxers right just now to, put it in sideways just, yeah put it a little sideways yeah yeah these ones don't have a button in the front. Which also, nice, they have a button in the front. Dude, no. Classic. No, no, no. You don't want the button Classy. in front. Like, Classic. The few, like, I have a few pair of boxers. Um, when you got the button in front, it becomes a dangerous situation real quick. It's just like you're about to go to the bathroom. You got the zipper down, and you're just like, all right, it's time. And then, boom, you hit another button. You're, just like, you're obviously a boxer amateur. You're obviously a boxer amateur because you, um, you don't button the button. Well, yeah, that's what you I'm saying. You only button the button when the pizza man <laughs> <laughs> All right, I feel you. Yeah, that's the only time. They should put that on. They should put that on the boxer packaging. It's like, oh, it comes with a pizza guy friendly button in front. It's like, dude, that's exactly right. That's, that's a, what I'm talking about. That's a premium about, boxer. So that's my shout out and my anti shout out this week. Bring back boxers, people. I feel you know? like I feel like there's something out for you. I feel like we can I feel like we can solve this problem and get you back yeah. into a nice, sturdy, fifteen year boxer. Alright, I'm putting you on the case. I'll find him. Find him. <laughs> get him. I'll pay you for it. 
I'll pay you like a 20% markup on these boxes <laughs> to get to, for real. So, all right, what else you want to talk about too fast, too furious? Um, I thought I had a really good merch idea for yeah. potentially our Patreon and other sort of people who are interested oh, in it. We have a Patreon, FYI, now. Become patrons. <laughs> Patreon.com slash no one likes a tuna podcast. I would love to have. I would love to create a T-shirt for Brian O'Connor's School of Driving. Yep. Right. I don't know yep. if I said this before, but like that's absolutely easy. like a shirt that I would. This wear. is an easy thing to do. We'll put it in a tier. Yeah. For sure. Put it in a tier. We'll tier it up. We'll get like a small little Nolt podcast thing <laughs> on it, but primarily it's going to be a Brian O'Connor School of Driving shirt. Yep. That's it. That's it. That's it. Can you design it? Because you did that last t-shirt design for Fredo. Yeah. Fredo in Dallas was the guy who, I don't know who it is, but he's a cool guy. And he won the last t-shirt contest. Yes. And we sent him one t-shirt. Which one? Which, it's uh, the only t-shirt we've ever made. Was it the one with the tuna? The, yeah, the... I think you have a drawing of it at your house right now. Can you, is it there? No In way. the mic bag? I definitely. Yeah. Oh, is it There's in the plastic? Is it in it's the in the bag? mic bag. Yeah. One second. You got yeah, it? One yeah, second. yeah, yeah. Go grab it. One second. While Daryl's away, I just want to talk about the fact that his apartment is super nice. You guys can't see it right now, but he moved there maybe a year and a half ago, and it is beautiful. <laughs> hey, what's up, Daryl? Hello, hello. Did you find it? Uh, I didn't find it, but I brought the bag, so we'll do some dual searching right here. Okay. Let's see if yeah. we can find what we're See that plastic for. folder right there? Yeah. Plastic folder. Oh, That's yeah. the only thing you need. It's in there. <laughs> Yeah. That's it. Show the people. Hold on, let me get this off my laptop. Oh my god, this is beautiful. Yeah, it's classic. This Show is the beautiful people here. That's it. No one likes the tuna podcast. Oh my god. Yeah, you drew that wow. years ago. Beautiful. So back I, when you were a youth. I think I was trying to go for the. Uh, I think I was trying to draw the Supra here. And mm -hmm. I did it sort of with the top with the top off. So we're talking end of uh, the Fast and the Furious movie, and I've got this mm -hmm. goofy looking tuna over here. He looks so good. And I did like a pretty accurate representation of the um, the livery on the side of the yeah of the super there. You're like Suki in this movie. <laughs> She's like sketching the car, which is such a bad drawing. Okay, first of all, the best part about this moment in the movie. Which is kind of a good moment, is Suki's drawing this terrible drawing. I mean, it's, like, fine, but it's, like, a white car, and she's, like, drawing some shit on it. Yeah. Which never materializes, by the way. No, that's not true. So there is, um, so when they are doing kind of, like, the pre-Verone bust um, sort of montage... Where they've got, where he's like, oh yeah, we're gonna need to put that extra half can of NOS in here because we might mm -hmm. have some extra things. They cut across, and right in the beginning of that, they show Suki, and then they show the front quarter of. I, she. Yeah, okay. They show the front quarter with the same sort of like blue, green, orange. Is it a white car with blue, green, orange stuff on it? Uh, no, it's a. Because uh, that's what she's drawing. No, this, she doesn't draw a white car. She just hadn't finished coloring it all in yet. Okay. <laughs> All right. I don't know about that. I don't know about that, my friend. But then the great, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, she's great. She's the best. That's the crazy part is he says this, this line. Yeah, that one's good too. 
Um, Tyrese is like, that's some real artistic shit right there. That's what, and then Brian has this crazy ADR line where his lips do not line up with like what he's saying at all. But he goes, yeah, she's great. She's the best. <laughs> and then everyone just moves on for the rest of the movie, which is wild. Uh-huh. It's wild, yo. Uh, so, yeah, obviously good part in the movie. Suki, if Suki came back, I don't know if we've ever talked about Suki coming back to this franchise but Devin Aoki really should. I th- um, and I think I don't think it would be out of place to see her in no, the next all. movie, right? Like especially because we've got sort of the Tokyo Drift timeline and yeah. there's no she doesn't meet her demise at any point sort of in They keep threatening to bring Ava Mendez back from this movie, yeah. which they haven't done. Right. So But I, I mean don't see why they wouldn't. The whole thing about it is like Tej, yeah, Tej is still in the movies and he's sort of like grown in his sort of like character and sort of like his presence within the team. He should yeah, definitely totally. bring Suki back. Totally. Right? Yeah. And I imagine, and I sort of made a note about this, like, I think Suki might have been the single inspiration for Tokyo Drift. She has the, so she, what she does, right, she's got the Japanese influence, and she drives, not only does she drive the S2000, which is what uh, Johnny, wow. Chan, Johnny Tran drove in the previous movie, she also... <sighs> She also, when she's when she's drawing on the sort of yeah, the drawing the decals on it, I can tell from the headlights. Uh, from the headlights, it's a Nissan Z, which is DK's car. Yeah, single inspo. Johnny Tran, can I ask a question? Please do. Is he Japanese? So Tran is normally a Vietnamese last name. Oh, interesting. Yeah. But Suki, for sure, is Japanese. Yes, that we know. Devin is Japanese. And her, weirdly, I discovered, bajillionaire DJ brother, Steve. Yeah. Dim Mock. Yeah. Also Japanese. Right. Of Hans... Or of... uh, Or of Japanese descent. Right. Yeah. I knew about them because they own... Um, you knew about Steve. I knew about Steve. I knew about Devin. And I made the connection later on. But I sort yeah. of... I remember the thing that tied them together was they have a... Um, like a hibachi place in Japantown in San Francisco. I'm not into hibachi. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't like hibachi. No? No. You don't like the uh, spe- I've been the to spectacle? a bunch and I don't like it. Nope. You're paying for the spectacle. And you know what? It's fine, but it's not that great. Hold on. Um, is your video stopped? My video has not stopped. My FaceTime video? Mm-hmm. No, my screen recording is gone. Has your screen recording stopped? I don't see you moving in the FaceTime any longer. Oh, have I frozen? You have frozen. And I'm not sure how to check whether or not my screen recording is going. Oh, it, I think it is, actually. Yeah. Because I see a thing up there. These are technical issues we got to deal with here on No One Likes to Tune a Podcast. Hey, but we're basically done. We're over it. So we'll check. I'll unfreeze at some point, and then it will be good. Sounds good. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash no one likes the tuna podcast. Yes, I think. Yep. And Twitter? Mm-hmm. At Nolt Podcast, N-O-L-T-T. And um, a couple other places now. 
YouTube. Uh, no one likes the tuna podcast. There's a fucking channel. You could just search it. You'll find it. You'll find us. Watch us on YouTube. Um, get us some fucking uh, some of that uh, monetization dollar. <laughs> it's gonna be so we, so many pennies. We, we can't have the intro and outro song on YouTube because they snagged it. Uh, yeah, they got us uh, on that one. Yeah. <laughs> the algorithm picked it up. Okay, all right. <laughs> but we'll still add it to the pod. Obviously, we, could, we should do like an acapella sort of remix of it, so we can own the rights to our own. Uh... I think we're too good at singing, <laughs> <laughs> and they'll still snag us. <laughs> Um, what's our last oh Patreon we got a Patreon now so go there's a bunch of tiers there's a bunch of cool shit participatory there's one I'm gonna set up some like uh, one tier where you can vote on the in between movies that we watch yes Um, so there'll be like three movies that we feel are kind of in the tuniverse and you can pick which one we watch what week so um that's a tier. There's like a T-shirt tier, obviously, that we're gonna set up. There's a there's a shout out tier where we shout out your, you know, well we like, I don't know, it, just look. It's <laughs> I didn't spend a lot of time on it. We'll but get it's it fun. together. We'll get it well, together. We won't. We won't. But it's cool. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, join up. Uh, and uh, yeah, the Facebook. Daryl's gonna send out some links to the YouTube and to the Patreon and Twitter and shit. So. Yeah, hit us up. Let us know what's going on with you guys. Uh, and email. No one likes a tuna podcast at gmail.com. Life's good. That's it, I think. I think so. So we'll we'll catch up next week for Tokyo yeah. Drift. You um you doing any like new cool drugs lately? Drugs? Yeah. No, none. No. Just dr- yeah, dr- just checking. <laughs> see what see what people are up to. That's it. Okay. All right. Later, Tuniverse. Later, man. Have a great week. Thanks. Bye.